0: Welcome to Fearless Feminine Leadership, the podcast where we help women become confident rock star leaders. I'm Mandy B. Anderson. And I'm Rachel Perman. We are your hosts, certified coaches, best selling authors,
1: and the co founders of Raymond Team, a life and leadership coaching company for women.
0: We know that most female leaders feel like they need more support so they can lead well. Our mission is to help you develop the confidence and wisdom required to weather all of the ups and downs that a leader faces day in and day out.
1: Grab your coffee and let's talk about what it takes to be a fearless, feminine leader with emotional strength and resilience. It's time that we normalize the fact that not every female leader is in a season to volunteer for things.
0: Hello, Fearless Feminine Leader, and welcome back to the show. Female leaders have a lot of pressure put on them to not only prove their leadership abilities, but to also make sure they are giving a ton of time and money to every volunteer opportunity and every advocacy group that comes their way. Now. We have to tell you, like, there is nothing wrong with volunteering or advocating for causes that you care about. Like, those are all good things, right? However, it's time that we normalize the fact that not every female leader is in that season of life where they have time to do that or they should be doing that. And I think when it comes to, like, Rachel, we always have clients. are asking us like oh how do I say no to something like I want to be a I'm kind of a people pleaser I don't want to let people down and I feel like this topic really falls into that whole uh trend of how to say no to something good so you can say yes to what's right for you in this season of life oh yes absolutely and I think I mean (laughs) Maybe
1: one of our male listeners can correct me if I'm wrong. But I do feel like this is something when it comes to volunteer and advocacy work, just based on stats, it's more often women that are doing this work, right? Like women kind of create the community, women get stuff done. So um, it's a topic we got to talk about because I have for sure been guilted into doing something (laughs) or stayed in something too long because I didn't want anybody to feel bad i didn't see um you know somebody like coming in to take my spot then what's going to happen like i really think this is a topic that needs to be talked about because we don't talk about it enough until Mm -hmm. one one of us burns out right Right. then we talk about it but maybe we could if we talked about it more we could like not burn out um not get so like 100%, 100%, I don't want to do any of this anymore and just throw up our hands because I think there's a good way to do it. There's a right way to do it and there's a right time to do it um, when you need to volunteer or advocacy work because there is so much need in mm-hmm. the world. Um, and so if something is on your heart, it is important, but there are seasons when it's not
0: right for you, no matter how much you care about it. Absolutely. So we want to talk about that. Like, when is it time to step away? from volunteering or doing a ton of advocacy work. And when I say that, I'm not saying like step away from giving money to things or step away from, you know, donating and stuff like that, like hoard it all for yourself. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking specifically to the women who often don't think of themselves as leaders, but are usually the ones heading up all types of different committees for free. Yep. Um, At the expense of a lot of different things. And we're going to talk about that here. And if you're feeling like, oh, gosh, this is a message that I need right now. I don't think that I have time in my life at this season to be a part of this anymore. I want to give you permission that that's okay. Mm -hmm. It is okay if you are feeling like I don't want to do this what do I do now? Like your work as a female leader and an entrepreneur is enough. When you are, um, when you are a female leader or an entrepreneur, you're already giving through your product, through your services and through your leadership. And that is enough. Like you don't have to sacrifice more to be legit. Mm Mm-hmm right? Like you've only got so much time and energy to give and it's time to stop sacrificing your main priorities on the altar of giving back. Mm. I think like this, this message is something that I feel has been burning in my heart for quite some time, because I think growing up with cystic fibrosis, I've, I've definitely always been aware of, you know, being a part of a community where a fundraising is needed, where all types of different things are needed so that um, people like me can get the resources and the medicine and um, everything that we need so we can have a good quality of life. And I think there have been times where I have kind of felt like I'm volunteering because I feel like I should, but my heart's not really in it. Um, There have been times where I remember back in 2018, I was part of a local women's leadership program. And the thing that I really enjoyed about it was that there was a very big focus on philanthropy and there was a community project that we needed to do. And I remember at our graduation saying that this community project was so pivotal for me because I picked something that had nothing to do with me specifically and what i learned through that was how to be an advocate for other people and not always be the recipient recipient of advocacy work because as a as a cystic fibrosis patient i often was and it was a great skill to learn it was really great to learn why that was important but through the years, like I went through a couple years where I was really heavily involved in different things with the CF Foundation or our local cystic fibrosis association here in Bismarck and in the state. And I love being a part of that when I can. But realistically, at this season in my life, I don't have the time for that right now. Like I, if I say yes to that, I'm saying no to something else. And so um, this message was something that I talked with my coach about in one of our group coaching calls earlier this spring, and it was actually her words of encouragement that said your work as a female leader and an entrepreneur is enough. What Mm -hmm. you give in your products and your service and your leadership is enough. So I am passing that on to whoever needs to hear it next because it's true. And I don't think it's said enough.
1: No, no, I don't think so at all. And I think, When you think of either category of leadership or entrepreneur, whether you have a job that you go to and, you know, somebody else is paying your paycheck or you are building this thing from the ground up, there is so much unpaid volunteer work that happens um, behind the scenes. And so... I think literally every person has probably had to deal with this at some point or another of either trying to get out of something because the season is over or feeling the guilt of having to wanting to jump into something or having to jump into something um, because it feels like it's a good thing to do. It feels like the right thing to do. Um, And yeah, I love that you brought this topic up because I think it's going to resonate with so many people. And if it is resonating, with you and if you've been questioning how to step away from volunteering for everything or just you know one thing let this be your permission slip let this be your sign if you've been looking for a sign that it's the time to get out this is it okay this is your sign so here are three specific ones though that if you've been feeling these things if you've been experiencing these things it's time to step away from that volunteer and advocacy work okay it's time to take a step back. Number one, we've mentioned this a couple of times, but we want to say it as a tip or as something to look out for. If you are experiencing guilt and shame from people when you mention taking a break, this is a big sign that it is time to step back, okay? This includes anything from mom groups to school functions, PTO, charities, um, being on a board, doing things out of guilt and shame is not what fearless feminine leader's do but it is oftentimes how we get roped into things or how we stay stay with things longer like how many times have we had this conversation Mm. with somebody where we're like I really need I feel like it's time for me to step back and they reply with but what would we do without you you're so good Mm -hmm. at what you bring so much value to whatever it is or like something along those lines and then it starts your wheels turning be like oh yeah that's true what would they do without me? What, what would they, you know, I really do actually like this when I'm here and you forget all about the dread of like driving to the event or getting (laughs) on a call or whatever it is. You're like, Oh no, I really love it here. And then Mm -hmm. you go home and you're like, crap, I tried, I was going to quit. Like I I was gonna, this was going to be the time that I told them I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. So if there is that guilt and that shame from people, when you say like, this is not the season for me anymore. I think I'm, I think I'm on to look for something else. I think I want to do something else or I think I don't want to do anything. Um, that's a huge, huge red, mm-hmm. sa- red flag sign that it is time to step back. Like your gut is telling you mm-hmm. that the time is done.
0: Okay. Can I, um, because I, I just, I don't know. Rachel and I are recording this over Zoom. We're the, oh, our schedules are getting so packed that the only way to fit some of these podcast episodes in lately was right. to do these on our days when we're working from home and coaching people. Yes, of trying or to find we a time wouldn't in the We studio. wouldn't talk to you guys until like Friday, right. probably. You know, we didn't only, want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Um. I. I feel as though. Because I know you so well, I feel as though when we were looking at each other over Zoom here, that there's a memory <laughs> that we both have that has popped up about this. Is that true? That we can? Well, yes. Okay. So, but to preface it before you share what the memory is, I want to say that some sometimes as women we don't recognize when we have guilt and shame, and yeah. I think one of the ways that we can recognize that is to pay attention. To what you are complaining about. Right. Right. Follow like, your rage. <laughs> follow your rage when you're <laughs> upset about something and um we're laughing because I don't even know what year this, it probably had to have been like 2016, is what I'm thinking, just looking at the timeline of things.
1: Yes. So here's the story, guys. I had a complete meltdown. Complete meltdown. It complete was the funniest meltdown, meltdown ever. Over an egg bake. Now, listen, if you've not been a part of a mom's group, a PTO, a school function, you might not know what an egg bake is. So an egg bake is this thing that you can, um, its for, you make it for breakfast. It's literally like breakfast things put in a casserole dish covered in eggs and then you bake it, okay? The whole thing is supposedly that you can like bake it the night before and then like your morning is great or, you know, you wake up early and then you put it in the oven because you put it all together the night before. I can hear the sarcasm and the rage already in my voice. <laughs> I'm like, like reliving this moment, you, you guys. Okay, are, so. and
0: I'm just cracking
1: up because
0: <laughs> This happened in, a,
1: in the car on a trip. I think we were coming back from a speaking event. I don't know. I don't remember yeah. exactly what we were doing. It was night. I don't even know,
0: we, don't even know how night. we got on
1: the conversation. But I have no idea either, but I wish had been recorded, part of it. I had been part of a mom's group for a long time at that point. Um, like just based on the ages of my kids at the time, probably six years where I had been in leadership and I, I was going to actually graduate at one point and then oops, got pregnant again. And so then I could start over. Um, and so this was nearing the end of starting over. Um, and by that point, like, you know, we had already started our first company and things were starting to take off. And I just wasn't, I was no longer going from the egg. I was going from egg bake mom to, I will pick up juice on my way to the meeting in the morning, like that is what (laughs) I can handle. And that's what I kept signing up for. But apparently, I really had a lot of guilt over the fact that I was no longer the egg bake mom. And in all honesty, guys, I've never made an egg bake that I took out of the fridge and put into the thing the morning before and then got me and my children out the door with my beautiful egg bake, like it never happened. I was never that mom. Um, but I wanted to be that mom or I wanted them to think I was that mom Mm -hmm. so badly that I had so much shame over the fact that I was the stop at the grocery store after like dropping your kids off late to school and like quickly running into the meeting mom, um, that I lost it. I lost it over this whole thing. And that's why I said, follow your rage. Follow what is making you feel overwhelmed. Um, you're going to hear it. And like when you mm-hmm. get together with your besties, um, you're going to hear the things that you're complaining about. You're gonna hear the things that the time is past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think pretty much from that point forward, I I think I
0: quit not long after. Yeah, you I gave like you gave about a 20 to 30 minute rant <laughs> about your about true feelings bag. about egg bakes.
1: Yep, it was the whole thing, guys. It was I love- hilarious whole- and
0: eye-opening
1: yeah because you know like the egg bake was all about what kind of mother you were and whether or not you were doing it right mm-hmm. and the whole thing we could probably use a whole episode the on level of guilt motherhood and shame and bake. that that egg ba- egg bake was holding was so thick. many things and because of that because i went through that I can easily skip out on a PTO meeting. I am not the person that they come to now to be like, hey, do you want to volunteer for this thing or that thing or whatever? Because I have learned how to say no. I have learned what my priorities are. And I have learned that the mom game does not have to have guilt in it the entire time that you were raising your children. Like you've got to create boundaries at some point around um, what it is you're going to allow into your definition of motherhood and what it is you're not. And that skill was something I had to learn via an egg bake meltdown. Um, I don't know you listening, if you are a mother going through that right now, I don't know what your meltdown is going to be, but I think we all get to that point, whether mothers or not, where we have an egg bake meltdown. Mm-hmm. And the guilt and the shame are so much so that we do just actually lose it over something as simple as helping bring breakfast one morning because mm-hmm. it's one thing too much. It was literally the straw that broke the camel's back. That's yeah. what
0: it was. <laughs> it was. And I think, I mean, I think somewhere along the lines in the midst of this, I was just like, I don't think you should keep going.
1: Yeah. So, you I did. don't you think you want to be there.
0: Like, <laughs> like why what? do you keep going if you don't enjoy <laughs> this? And I mean, I will admit that I recognize it's easy for me to say that when I don't have kids. And so I I wasn't, you know, pulled into the mommy shame of that. The whole at thing. At the same yeah. time, I think. When you recognize your feelings on this, Mm -hmm. like, and you recognize the fact that you, like every time you sign up for something, the day gets there and you're like, I don't want to do it. Why did I do this? Right. Yep. Like start, start being honest with yourself and prepping people to get ready to Mm -hmm. step away and take away that guilt and that shame on yourself of, oh, but they're, they're counting on me. That might be. But the truth of the matter is, the moment that you step away from being in leadership or even being a part of that group for this season of life, somebody else is going to be able to step up. Oh, for sure. Somebody always does. Mm -hmm. Right. Somebody always does. Like, that is the thing. Yes, they might guilt you. Yes, they might make you feel bad. Or you might be putting all of that on yourself. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to keep going to these things that you no longer find enjoyable or that you're no longer passionate about.
1: Hey, leader, let's take a quick break to talk about something important.
0: Every leader needs someone to discuss ideas with and someone to challenge them to grow. Studies show that 67% of female leaders feel like they need more support than what they get on the job to build their confidence so that they feel like a leader. Our brand new Rockstar Leaders membership is that support that you've been waiting for.
1: This is your chance to
0: get monthly guidance and accountability from Reema team coaches and mentors that are in your corner. So Mandy, what do they get each month? So every month you're going to get a short leadership training video to keep your mindset sharp and your hope alive. You're also going to get a 60-minute group coaching call with one of us to ask questions and get feedback. You'll also get weekly accountability, a monthly personal growth plan, and community connection for real-time help without the drama of a Facebook group. That's my favorite part. (laughs) This community is laser-focused, and conveniently designed in your own coaching community located right on our website, or you can use the Kajabi app. It's so super simple. You can join now for $97 a month at the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get back to the show. We as women have got to learn how to let those things go because all that we're doing when we hold on to them so tightly is keeping other people from stepping into new levels of leadership. And we're not able to step into the new things that that are for us either. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, so enough about egg bakes. Let's move on to number two before this is a two-hour podcast episode. But the number two way that you know it's time to step back or stop the volunteer and advocacy work is if your identity is wrapped up in the victim or hero status of that disease or issue you're advocating for. Okay, now before you say there's no way. That's not me. Keep listening, okay? Because this does happen way more than you think that we become the thing the we get something out of being the victim or the hero of this story, okay? So you are more than the identity of whatever issue you are behind. So whether that's like Mandy was talking about earlier with the CF stuff, or if you're advocating for something that your child has, or something that is, is um, important to you because a family member has experienced it, or it's a life that they currently deal with, we can get totally wrapped up in that hero status um, of helping. In some circles, that's called white saviorism. know what we're talking about or you can get wrapped up in the victim idea of it which is totally something i think mandy could speak into of this one um but i just want to give a little caveat of if you think this isn't you keep listening because it really does happen more than we think especially to if you are a woman in the united states um if you are a woman who was raised in religion religious circles like mandy and i were we can get this idea We of hero status wrapped up in what it is we're advocating for or um, volunteering for. That is not your identity. Honor the idea that there's more inside of you and step away when you notice this is happening. And this podcast might be the first time you notice it. This might be your egg. Mm It
0: might uh, be like,
1: uh, wait a minute. Am I, is this more about the feeling that I get from it? than Mm -hmm. about what I am doing for the other people that this is is helping um and notice when you notice that then you can do something about it right Mm -hmm. then you can do something um to either step back or let somebody else take over or you know maybe it's not even step back entirely maybe you change from a front standing leadership position to a behind the scenes leadership position like maybe you just donate for a while instead of doing other work you've been doing but Mandy, you want to speak on this a little bit about even like the victim mm-hmm. quote unquote you guys can't see my uh face but the She's victim and clothing. hero Yeah, the victim or the hero status of having a disease that especially is one that does have a lot of advocacy work around.
0: Yeah, so I think um I think it's fascinating what happens when you start talking about the victim status mm-hmm. because I was one where growing up with CF, I never really, I don't think I acted like a victim. And it always felt weird because I remember being um, part of a commercial, which is really funny. I don't think I've ever told you this, Rachel. Um, I remember coming to KFYR Studios when I was probably 11 or 12. 13, somewhere in there. And my mom and I were in a commercial for the CF association at the time. And so I remember going up to the studios where we now do North Dakota today. That's awesome. When we're on there. And I remember sitting there and like, we had to stand there and do something for the CF association. And I kind of remember, um, like, I don't, I don't know that I ever actually saw the commercial, so I don't know how it came out, but I remember in my brain thinking, I don't really look like a victim of CF. I don't look sick. I don't mm-hmm. sound sick. And I, I feel like in my head, I don't know if this came across on the screen. I'm sure it probably did, but I don't remember. But I remember on the inside feeling like I need to cower a little bit. So I look more like I fit the picture of CF. And it's funny because I don't remember any other time in my life ever having that point of view. But for that, I do remember it. Like I remember, kind of, kind of like in 2012 when I would hold myself together yes. when I was so yep. sick. I kind of took on that posture where it was like I have to look lowly, I mm. have to look ill, and I don't. And you know... got that at eleven? Yeah, you were and I, that? wow, and and I have forgotten about it until this <laughs> very moment. And I'm sure if you know if my mom's listening to this and she remembers that, she probably didn't see that. But I do remember thinking that in my brain, like I'm too healthy to be talking about this, right? Like I'm not suffering like other people are. And so I think that victim status, for me, it has kind of come and gone throughout my life. And in my 20s, I had to really work on it because my family, like my parents never made me feel like a victim of a disease. But In my 20s, when I was in the working world, a lot of other people, when they found out I had CF, they would treat me like I was breakable. Like they couldn't, you know, like, oh my gosh, like you're still alive. Oh my word. Like you must be this frail little delicate thing that it was just weird. It was Mm -hmm. weird. And it happened from people that didn't know me very well, but just people who heard about my story and had a perception of what somebody with CF should be like. In their twenties, right? Like close to death, apparently, is what <laughs> apparently. they thought. Which Tell isn't you at all. Still alive? <laughs> but I actually had somebody say that to me, Rachel. At I was a wedding planner at the time, and I was at this wedding that was um, for a whole bunch of people from my hometown that I graduated from. And this person who I kind of knew, I think he was like the parent of somebody I went to high school with, and okay. he was drunk. So, <laughs> well, I'll give him that but he looked at me and he's like you're still alive? Oh my gosh. Legit, somebody said that. So, I think this <laughs> idea of like Thank you. Laughing, I know. I was like, yep, still kicking it and then I just walked away cuz I was like I am not having that conversation. Right. Um but I didn't know how to handle stuff like that back then. And I didn't really know at that point in time how to handle my own feelings about death. And this disease and the people that I knew, like back then, I hadn't done any personal growth. I was just about to walk into a season of life that was trauma and like very much filled with sickness from my own choices. And so it was just a really interesting season of life. And so I think we don't always, when we grow up with a disease or we get a diagnosis we don't always realize how the victim status might be attaching itself to us and how we might be living into that.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, um, this reminds me like we have a client, a former client, mutual friend that, um, probably understands this Mm -hmm. right now more than Mm -hmm. some people would because, I think she would agree that her identity was wrapped in the victim side of it. And Mm -hmm. she's made a very conscious choice that this many years after she's turning that into the hero. She wants to be the hero of her own story. And Mm -hmm. she's doing a complete 180 of what she's been doing over the last few years and stepping back Mm -hmm. from something used to define her and the thing that she was advocating for. Yeah, and, and I am positive that she probably had people question that mm-hmm. probably had people wonder, why would you stop doing that? Like, why would you not want to have people right. know about this? Why would you not want to advocate for this anymore? Because after a while, it gets exhausting. Mm-hmm. Both be the victim of your own story and the hero of your own yeah. story. Like, and, and especially when you are not the hero of that story. Like if you are right. placing yourself in the hero role, um, because you are getting something out of that,
0: mm-hmm. um, it's exhausting. Like you cannot do it. It is. For long and then, without I'm so having to p- pick something else. I'm so glad you brought that up because I was thinking about it too and I was going to mention it, but I'm going to go ahead and challenge the fact that um, I think when we honor anniversaries mm-hmm. of certain diagnoses or certain parts of our history, I think that simultaneously puts us as the victim and the hero all at the same time. And oh, I think what is a what, weird thing to, to watch. Yeah. Yes. And I, yep. I think that what this person and this friend of ours is doing now is actively stepping away and saying, you know what, this is a part of my story and I don't need to memorialize it anymore. And I think that goes beyond the hero status. I think that's, I, so I think that stepping into freedom and a level of leadership that, you can't step into until you're ready to say, you know what? It happened. It made me stronger. I'm glad I got to be a part of that community of that, whatever that disease is, whether it's CF, whether it is, you know, fibromyalgia, whether it's cancer, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, walking out of abusive situations, like whatever it is, I think when you can have a level of gratitude for how you survived that season of life and how you helped be a voice of hope in it, but now you're realizing, you know what, there's more for me. Mm -hmm. And this is only a chapter. And I may like, for me personally with CF, like I will always have to deal with this my entire life. It's never going away. Somebody who maybe has some type of a disease that maybe is in remission may not have to deal with it forever, but no matter what you can step away from being the victim and the hero mm-hmm. and say, you know what? I'm, I'm grateful. Yep. You actually and don't have to be either. If you, don't you don't have to be to. either. <laughs> and I think that's the, the thing. Like I think sometimes women, we think, you know, okay, I'm going to be the leader for this community now and show them how it's done and show them that it's possible to survive and that you can still be happy and find joy in the midst of all of these trials. And that's good, right? Like, I think that's amazing. I think when you notice, though, that you have wrapped up your identity in that community and it feels more like a suffocating thing instead of a helpful or a hopeful thing for you, that's how you know it's time to step away. I know we did that with the Big Blue Couch. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, you do turn a job into this. It does Yeah, anything that is taking your identity away from who you are as a mm-hmm. person and wrapping it yep. up to a thing. Yeah, um, you can definitely do work. that. Yes.
0: Yeah. And so I think it's a great thing. Like When you notice that your identity is so attached to either one of those things, the victim status or the hero status, and it just feels more suffocating than it ever did before, that's a good sign. It's, it's time to take a break. Step away from it. Let somebody else step into that storyline because that's where they're at now. You've Mm -hmm. moved past it and it's okay. That's a good thing. Step into the freedom that's waiting for you. Mm -hmm. Yes,
1: absolutely. So on that note, let's actually bring in number three. The third reason Mm -hmm. why or how you will know it is time to step away Mm -hmm. from volunteering for everything and advocating work um, is is if it is something that is taking away your time and energy from your job your family or the things you used to enjoy. So really those things, other things on your priority list, you might even put this thing on your priority list. So I don't even want to say it's taking away from your priorities because I would bet you would consider whatever this is a priority. However, Mm -hmm. if it is taking away from the other things on your priority list, it's a problem. Never Mm -hmm. sacrifice your family's future by doing everything for free that is a word for somebody. I just know it. Mm -hmm. It will burn you out and lead to bitterness and resentment. You deserve to be paid well for what you do. Okay. Yes. There's a time and a place for volunteering. Um, but there's also a time and a place to get paid for what you do. Um, so get, give back with wisdom and not frivolously just to give
0: back. Mm -hmm. I would say like, I have definitely done that in my life. Like, I think there were seasons where I advocated hard for CF. And then there were other seasons where I volunteered for a ton of church things um, for a lot of different reasons. But I actually did it at the expense of our personal finances in our home. And that led to us, to my husband and I being six figures in debt because I treated my volunteer work like a full time job. I put in that amount of work. I showed up and I was committed to it and um, I wasn't getting paid. And I did that during a season (laughs) when I was kind of um, a freelance graphic designer. And so I should have been spending that amount of time growing my business, but instead I, I was doing it growing a ministry that I wasn't getting paid for. And that's a whole other topic for a whole other other time, (laughs) but I will tell you that was a hard lesson to learn. And I think there are a lot of people who do that. There are a lot of women who do that, where it's like they maybe don't work in the home, maybe they don't need an extra income, or maybe they're just barely getting by and paycheck to paycheck is comfortable for them. And they don't see why they might need to, you know, figure out. Something. I mean, I think this is why a lot of women go into business in um, direct sales or network marketing companies, because it does provide them with a little bit of extra income to right. help, you know, with their family finances. And at the same time, it also provides them time to give back in these ways of volunteering for different things. I just want to make sure that the, the female listener who is in a position where it's like something has to give. Something needs to change and you can see financial troubles on your, in the future. Like you can see where the books are leading you. Give yourself permission to take a step back from volunteering all the time so you can contribute to your family finances in the way that's going to help your future. Yes. Right? Like I think so much focus gets put on women volunteering for things when they don't have a full-time job or a part-time job. And that's where the guilt and the shame and the identity crisis comes in because mm-hmm. you've, you've done this for so long that now it, all these other things are keeping you from prioritizing your energy and your time for your family, for things that you enjoy. Like there's yes. nothing wrong with that. And I think this is not a normal leadership message, but it should no. be. Like I think, <laughs> I I think it definitely it should, should be. be. Yes. Well, and I think, I mean, if
1: you are listening to this podcast, because you identify with either being a fearless feminine leader, or you want to be one, I'm going to bet that you have skills and you have talents that people are looking for when it comes Mm -hmm. to volunteer organizations and advocacy work. That does not mean that you should. Just because you can, does not mean that you should. I still Mm -hmm. get asked, literally, not even like a month ago, to get like... Because, and honestly, the email even went into some of the titles that I have mm-hmm. of, like, I mean, kind of buttering me up a little bit about, like, how amazing I am. And because of that, they really want me to get plugged in to this thing that they're going to be doing. And at first, I couldn't really figure out why the email made me angry. And Mandy had, like, talked, had to talk me through it. It was a whole nother a big situation, you guys, it was all about the guilt and shame part of like, you're so great at this. So you should give back to this for free. And I was like, what is making me so angry about it? And he was like, "Uh, it's the for free part, the the assumption that Mm -hmm. there's nothing else for you to do. So you clearly should be doing this thing, even though I'm already volunteering in something that I absolutely love and get a, a ton of enjoyment out of. And it actually helps me stay healthy physically. Um, and that's all I can do. Like that mm-hmm. is my capacity right now. And it was like that wasn't even acknowledged that I'm already giving back in this capacity in this other place. It was like, hey, it looks like your plate is empty. Here's one more thing to put on it. And I think if you are somebody who does have to look for volunteers and advocates, remember that everybody's plate is fuller than you think it is. Um, and 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 lead with that idea that it's okay for them to say no. It's okay mm-hmm. for them to be like, hey even though you thought of me, (laughs) like, it's okay, help let people back out of something gracefully Mm -hmm. without the guilt and the shame of something.
0: I I think I want to add one thing before we wrap this up for the day. um, On that point of backing out gracefully, years and years and years ago, somebody that um, was actually one of my like, favorite babysitters when I was a kid, And she's somebody that's a real, like, true creative. I absolutely admire her. And we reconnected on Facebook about a decade ago. And a few years later, she had this idea for something. And she was wondering if I would be able to volunteer my time to write some music for it. And I was so, like, I was so honored that she thought of me. I really, truly was. But as I looked at what my responsibilities already were, and I looked at the time that I had available. And at the time, my husband was working in the oil field. So he was gone two weeks. He was home and then home two weeks. And the two weeks that he was home, I made sure that I was available to spend time with him because our marriage deserved that, right? <laughs> like it hated that or we probably it wouldn't have to be. Yes. <laughs> and so I told her, thank you so much for thinking of me. I really, um, I I am really like honored that you asked And thank you for seeing all of that in me and wanting me to be a part of it. Looking at my current responsibilities, there's no way I could get this done in the timeline that you wanted or deserve. I know I wouldn't be able to give it the uh, focus it deserves. So I'm going to have to say no. Like, I really regret that I have to say no, but I have to say no. And she, her response back to me was, thank you so much for being honest with me. I really respect that. Mm -hmm. And I think so many times women especially think... That when we tell somebody no, and we use, we frame it in a way like that, where we really explain why and and like, thank them, but here's why. And I have to say no, we think they're going to get mad at us, or we think they're going to say horrible things about us, or we think they're going to come back and try to beg us. And you know what, maybe they will, that might happen. But I bet the majority of the time when we can bow out gracefully and respectfully and like firmly and not be like, well, maybe I can fit it in. But no, we like, no, I have to say no, people will respect that they will, they will be thankful that you were honest with them, because nobody likes getting to, you know, a due date of something and feeling like, Oh, I regret that I said yes to this. And trust me, nobody wants to be in charge of a bunch of volunteers who do not want to be there. Like, right. (laughs) No,
1: nobody wants the leaders out by saying no, when you need to say no, because there's nothing like sending out group emails where you just get Mm -hmm. cricket back. So like both sides, you know, whether Mm -hmm. you are on the side that you need to practice this skill of like, yep, it's time to step back. Or you are somebody who does actually need to look for volunteers or you work in a nonprofit or something like that. Um, remember this because I think we need both sides of this story to come together better so that we can all do this as female leaders in a way that doesn't keep perpetuating this like guilt and shame and identity complex and all of this stuff that happens. So anything else, Mandy, any final
0: thoughts before we close this podcast out? I think just remember that that is the thing that, is necessary. We need to know what to say no to so we can say yes to all of the great things that are happening in this season of life. Mm -hmm. Don't hold on to something past its due date. And I think that's a word for all of us. So
1: true. All right. So just remember, there's nothing wrong with volunteering or advocating for causes that you care about. However... Not every female leader is going to be in a season that you can give back in those ways. And that's totally okay if you're in that season of stepping away and letting somebody else take the lead. That's a leadership skill we all need. So that is it for today's show. And we will see you
0: on the next episode. Hey leader, here's a few things to think about and take action on before you scroll to the next episode in your podcast lineup for the day.
1: First, thanks for listening to the show.
0: If you enjoyed this episode,
1: Tell us by leaving a five-star review. We love hearing from our pod squad. And while you're at it, let us know what kind of topics you want to hear in the future. Now, if you
0: didn't like the show, don't review it. Just move along and know we wish you well. Next, as certified life and leadership coaches, our job is to help you get from where you are now to where you want to be. So where do you want to be? Whether you want to be a stronger, healthier, rock star leader, or you want to have a powerful speaker at your next conference, Rayma team is your answer. Here's three ways to work with us. Number one, private coaching with either one of us is the highest level of support and accountability that we offer to help you see results quickly. You can apply and pick your coach at the link in our show notes. Number two is
1: join the brand new Rockstar Leaders Membership for monthly support and
0: leadership development. You can get started at the link in the show notes. And number three, hire us to speak at your next team training or event. You can hire us as a team or individually. DM us on Instagram for a customized proposal Or check out the speaking page on our website at www.raymateam.com. That's R-A-Y-M-A-T-E-A-M.com. Okay, that's all
1: for now. So carry on with your podcast lineup. Have a great day and we'll see you on the next episode.